one day you have a healthy husband and the next the next minute, the next moment he's gone. And some people would just use that and say, I am broken and I get it. Mm. Right. Some people would use that and say, I am too broken to keep going. And then others would say, I have to keep going because of. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepless for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. And Donnie are here today. We are here. And I don't know why it feels like it's been a minute. It's been here. It's been too long. And we're recording at night. We don't normally record at night, so this episode might be a little different. This episode might be different. Let's see what the vibes are at night. Yeah, because the moon shifts or something, right? <laughs> Moons shift energy, right? Definitely. We we are definitely in a different like situation. Anyway, welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. I am Donnie Wiggins. I'm David Shans. Biggest lesson this week. Biggest lesson this week. Sheesh. Um... Ooh, the biggest lesson for me this week was to remember to apply the biggest lessons that I've learned from previous times. Explain that. Go deeper. Yeah. So um, I'm tired of talking about my 90-day development journey, but, you know, I'm past it. During that time, though, I learned so many valuable lessons, new habits and things that I Mm -hmm. want to create for myself in ways that I want to change. And you feel like you're doing a really good job until you're triggered. And so the key in making sure that you are actually progressing is in the moment of being triggered, can you remember and apply the lesson? One of the things for me is knowing how to calm myself down emotionally, like not getting riled up and letting something, you know, somebody cut you off and you're hunking the horn and because you can't, we can't do that anymore. Like we can't be road raging in these streets anymore. People are like crazy. So when that's happening, realizing that that's a trigger for you. If that is a trigger, it's not really for me. But if that's a trigger for you, realizing in that moment, like the moment you get ready to beat that horn, can you calm yourself down emotionally enough to say, no, I'm not that person anymore. And um, I'll also say as a caveat to that lesson, not going back, don't go back to what you're familiar with if what you're familiar with doesn't benefit you. Don't go back to what you're familiar with. If what you're familiar with doesn't benefit you. Yeah, if it's detrimental to you. So we'll go back to behavior patterns, habits. People will go back and say, oh, I'll just have a drink. Well, if drinking gets you in trouble and you're not productive and this is a habit that you've worked really hard to get over, you don't go back to that habit of familiarity just because now you used to associate going out to dinner or going out for a good time, meaning you had to have drinks, Mm. right? I remember like when I was younger, a good time included drinks. Now, not so much. That's just not something that I have to do. So I'm not going to let anybody force me back into an old habit that I used to be familiar with that brings them pleasure, but it causes me detriment. That's probably my lesson. That's a big lesson. Yeah. That's good. Goodness gracious. Was that good? That was amazing. I, I didn't know if you were being sarcastic. No, no, no. That's good. That's good. What about I, you? Biggest lesson? Biggest lesson to me, uh, goodness gracious, um, change the tire. Change the whole tire. Mm, so tell I me had, about it. I kept getting these um, these slow leaks in my tire. 
right? And I'd like fill it up and then it slowly leak again and I fill it up. But it wasn't like a lot going out. It wasn't a lot of air going out. So I just kept filling it up and kept filling it up. But I kept worrying about like, okay, how long has it been like not filled up? And it reminded me about so many things. Like we have these issues in our life, but they're not that bad, but they're impeding progress. And sometimes you just got to change the whole tire. Stop trying to fix it. Stop trying to plug it. You do something totally different. Yeah. And um, like that, that shows up a lot in my life. I mean, you try to put certain band-aids on things that you already know. There's something underneath that that's not good for you. I guess kind of in the same lane of what you're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. like stop just tolerating, stop tolerating inefficiency. Stop tolerating people who aren't adding value in your life. Stop mm-hmm. tolerating. You just like sometimes you gotta change your circle. Just you gotta change, change your circle. Throw the whole tire away. Throw the whole tire away. Nope, I don't want you to patch it. I don't want you to plug it. Throw mm-hmm. the whole tire away. Mm-hmm. You can get this hubcap too. you know something that i'm really excited about this week so today technically the day that this releases but today um makes exactly one year since my dog survived a life-threatening surgery and your your dog's alive right my dog is still alive and i'm surprised that i have not used him in stories before about entrepreneurship because he's got to be the most resilient living being I know. So I rescued this dog um, when my daughter was in seventh grade. So let's say I rescued, I don't remember the exact, oh, I rescued the dog in 2013, okay? The dog, I'm dropping my daughter off at school on the first day of school. I hear this loud screech behind me and it's the dog screaming because a car had just run over him, like ran over his hind legs. Mm. And he's tiny, he's a little bitty, like, At that time, he was like nine pounds. He's about 12 pounds now. So he's screaming and I'm thinking he jumped out of their car. They're going to stop. They keep going. So I had uh, leftover breakfast in my car. We had just left breakfast, dropping Deja off at school. So I'm, I'm not an animal person. I don't know if this dog has rabies. I don't know what's going on. So I'm like dangling bacon in front of him and he's scooting. Dogs are so like greedy and, you know, that he's in tremendous pain, but this bacon, he's scooting to my car. Anyway, I end up rescuing him. He's not chipped. And because he had a fractured leg, the vet at that time said they could not manage him. And if nobody claimed him in 48 hours, they would unfortunately have to send him um, somewhere where he could likely be put to sleep. The shelter for their area was overfilled, over capacity, and he would be one that would likely be put but to you, sleep. You just put the you. I mean, you just put the dog in your car. I put the, the so her PE teacher ended up coming out helping me get him in the car because I'm scared to touch. But oh, this is at the school. Okay, this is at the school. And so I drive down the street to the vet. They come to the car. They get him. Check him out. He's fine. Um, anyway, so. His name is Solo because he was so terrified. He did not want to be around people. He wasn't aggressive. He was just sad and he was hurt. And I'm like, okay, we'll put signs up for a couple of days. If nobody claims him, um, you know, I'll put some, some listings up for him. I couldn't. He was just so hurt, so sweet, just shaking all the time. I would call him Solo. He started to respond. We decided to keep the dog. That's 2013. 2015. Uh, he goes completely blind, just out of the blue, out of the blue. At the time that I rescued him, he was about, they guessed about two to three years old. So this is a young dog. He goes completely blind. The vet thinks that uh, he may have had a stroke in his sleep. 
one day I just wake up, we go to bed one day, we're playing. I wake up the next day and he's not moving. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's moving like very cautiously. And I'm thinking he just doesn't feel good. I put some treats out. He doesn't want it. I take him out. I'm like, maybe he has to use the bathroom. I realize he falls off the sidewalk. Like we're about, I live in a condo. We're crossing the street and he just falls off the sidewalk. And I'm like panicking, like what the heck? And so I'm like, okay, walk a little bit more. And he runs into the next sidewalk. So I do this in front of his eyes and it's not moving. I notice that his eyes are like glossed over. I'm falling out in the middle of the street. Mm. We rush him to the hospital. They say that he's blind and there's a surgery that has a 50-50 chance. Remember that. At that time, I was broke, right? Didn't really have money like that. Wasn't really broke, but I did not have discretionary $5,000 to try for a 50% chance Mm. to save his sight. So he's been blind since 2015. He gets along. He keeps going. He's hit by this car. He figures it out. He wants the food. He keeps going. He's in this new home. He keeps going. He goes blind. He keeps going. Fast forward to 2021. I'm dropping my daughter off at college this time last year. He's fine. We're on a road trip. He's loving life. We check into the hotel and he starts to like move slowly again like what he did when he went blind. And so I'm keeping an eye on him. The next morning I wake up, he's laid out on his back. His arms and legs are completely straight up in the air. I go to pick him up and I stand him up and he just tilts over. He falls over Mm. like a stuffed animal. Body is stiff like a stuffed animal. And I am losing my mind. I'm It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Losing it. Oh, my God. Kenny is with me, and I'm like, I got to get him to the hospital. I'm literally running out of the hotel, like, with pajamas on, like, T-shirt, panties, dog. And he's like, no, 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 I'll take him. I'll rush him to the hospital. You get dressed. We do that. We go. I find out he has stage four cancer in his, right behind his ear. And um, they're telling me he's not going to make it. Now, this dog has had 
every health issue. He's got chronic allergies. He keeps going. He just, he figures out a way to be happy. And I just made a post the other day that said, figure out a way to be happy regardless of these external circumstances that are happening around you. It's like internal. He's figuring out a way to be happy. He's blind, can't see. He figures out how to jump on the sofa, knows how to get his food. You bring him in a new environment, he knows how to survive. This time last year, they tell me I have to put, they recommend that I put him to sleep. Here we are, another surgery, 50-50 chance that he will survive. But this time I got money. Mm, (laughs) And I'm like, look, whatever it costs. And honestly, the cost was $5,000. And I was sitting there thinking there are some people who can't make life or death decisions and choose life over $5,000. So we have this surgery. He has to stay in Alabama for about a week. My daughter's going back and forth to check on him. I'm back in Atlanta. They tell me he pulls through the surgery, but it's not looking good. They don't know if they got all the cancer out. A tumor had grown so big that it was pressing on a nerve. He couldn't walk. He couldn't use the bathroom. He couldn't bark. He couldn't eat. Ma'am, you may end up having to put him to sleep anyway. We don't know if he's going to be able to use the bathroom or eat on his own. Within 12 hours of the surgery, they're sending me this video. It's a miracle. He's walking. He's he's slow, but he's walking. I go and get my baby. We bring him back home. I have to carry him around in a stroller. He's still wagging his tail, which is like Mm. happiness for a dog. He's still wagging his tail. He's still wanting to just be loved and cuddled. And he's still like playing with the squeaky toys. He's still trying to be happy. But this is this dog at this time can't even he couldn't walk. Even when they sent me a video of him walking was just very briefly. Now I'm walking him in a stroller and I have to take him out of his stroller to put him on the ground in a place for him to use the bathroom. And then I have to pick him up and put him in another spot for him to use the bathroom. Then he would progress just a little bit. He's trying. He's pushing through. He kicked that leg up. He would fall over. Like, he could. He didn't have any um, equilibrium. His balance was off. He'd lift his leg up to pee. He'd tumble over down the hill and just keep rolling until you catch him. One year later, they said that he, you know, they told me not to get my hopes up. You got lucky. Solo's like you didn't. You got lucky. Give it a couple of weeks. He may pass. A couple of weeks go by. We do the checkup. He's fine. A couple of months. He's fine. One year later, we are celebrating and you would never know that this dog was blind. He's now deaf, mostly because they had to remove his whole ear canal. His ears are sewn shut. He's got a fractured leg that he's had since the day that I met him. He's got chronic allergies and this dog still gets the job done. He still finds a way to just tap into his inner happiness and nobody could make me put him to sleep. Like I looked at him. I was so emotional. I remember looking at him last year and saying, hey, I don't want to be selfish. If this is your time to go, like give me a sign. And I had his little squeaky toy under my arm holding him. He wasn't moving the whole time. He mustered up the strength to lift his head and bite that chew toy. And that was my sign, like, oh, we fighting to the death of me. Like, whatever it takes, however however much it costs, doctors, <laughs> let's make this happen. However much it costs. But that $5,000 decision has so far bought us another year of life together. And I'm just so proud of him. Like, when I have the audacity to want to quit because 
I have to wake up too early or something feels too hard or I'm tired. Like I just look at him. He sleeps like right outside my door and I'll just look at him and he's just playing with his toys and eating his food. He doesn't need supervision. He can be left alone after every obstacle had been thrown against him. And twice somebody told me, a professional told me I needed to kill him. I needed to make the decision to end his life. To me, that just corresponds to entrepreneurship so much. Think about every obstacle you've had that just comes and just knocks you out, knocks the wind out of you. You lose, you make a bad investment. You lose all your money. Now you're ready to quit. You have a business partner. They leave you high and dry. Now you're ready to quit. You have an idea that goes bad. Now you're ready to quit. You have a mentor or a parent or somebody who tells you that your idea is trash and you need to dead the idea and you listen. What if you just keep going? What if you talk to yourself the way I talk to him or talk to God the way I talk to him and said, just give me a sign. Like if I need to put this to bed, I will. But if there's any indication that I need to give this one more shot, that's what I'm doing. And you give it the shot of your life. That dog every single day is giving it the shot of his life. And I'm so proud of him. Wow. Oh my gosh. Yo, I'm sitting, I'm sitting here watching you tell the story in awe. And there's so many things that are running through my head because one, someone else could have given up on him. Like mm-hmm. you could have said, okay, it's bad. Let's just kill it. Yeah. Right. But I think you know enough to know, especially in entrepreneurship, things can be so bad. Yeah. But you can't just kill it. Mm-hmm. You can't just like let it go just because it's bad. Like, like let's do all that we can. And I think you just adopted a mindset of, Yo, I'm just going to do all that I can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All that I can. Mm-hmm. You know, what's interesting, though, earlier you said, um, I think we were recording when you said, sometimes you just have to change a circle and get around new people. It is said that dogs mimic the people that they spend the most time with. And he obviously spends the most time with me now that my daughter is in college. I am a fighter. I will fight for love. I will fight for health. I will fight to save friendships. I am going to fight to the to the death of me. There was a time in my life where I could have died. You know, somebody else tried to take that power. There was a time where, and and I mean, physically, there was a time where I died financially. Like I had nothing. It was all gone. Finances were dead. They were not running (laughs) through me. And I kept going like, you cannot, you cannot stop me. There's nothing you can do besides taking my whole life that will stop me. And You know, they say your kids mimic you. You turn around and your kids are doing the things that you do. And I look at him and I'm like, he knows who his human mom is. Like this dog will not stop. Like there were moments where it would get too quiet and I wake up like, oh, today is the day he's out of here. And nope, he's just over in the corner somewhere under a bed licking his paws. Like he will not stop. But I won't stop. I won't stop. And in entrepreneurship, that's that's the sole reason. Like, I didn't come up with any genius idea to be a successful business owner. Nothing that I do is, like, super innovative. Mm. We're doing things that have been done before. The difference is I don't care how bad it looks. If it makes sense to me, if there's any glimmer of hope, I don't stop. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this, this is so empowering, and I hope... Um, our viewers are really understanding because there's some people that are going through some things. But uh, what I know for sure is that there's someone that's way more successful than you 
that have gone through way worse. For sure. There's somebody out there. I don't care what you're going through. There's someone that got through it. You might say, well, yo, I something happened, bad accident. I lost one of my limbs. I can't do anything. Well, we got Inky Johnson here. Mm-hmm. Yo, I went... I'm 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 homeless and I you know I I don't have the education and you know I'm going through all these things. Well, we got ET, we got Terrica Smith, we got all these. There's somebody who have gone through way worse than you, right? Somebody. I'm not saying that the things that you're going through aren't real because they are, but the glimmer of hope is it, you can get over it. Yeah. And because someone else got over it, this just means that you have to become more than you are right now. And mm-hmm. that's possible for everybody. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, the Budgetista. I don't know her offline, um, but I just ran across her post on Instagram today. She was paying homage to her husband who died uh, at the end of last year suddenly from mm. an aneurysm. And she had posted this video of him just a couple of days ago laughing and being goofy and Like the caption was like, this is the essence of our relationship. I would never have known that her husband passed away. Oh my gosh. This is like new. I didn't know. I would never. She goes hard. She she goes hard. Like I, she has not missed a beat. In fact, so I said her husband passed. So I'm doing what we do. I start scrolling through her page to figure out when did this happen, right? And I saw that it had to have happened in October of 2021. Even when it happened, she didn't post about it initially. It took her some time and she ended up coming back and posting. And it was like, hey, I hate to you know, make this post, but my husband passed away suddenly a few days ago or a few weeks ago. All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations or multiple systems on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. And I'm okay, you know, this, but she made the post and you would expect the wind to be knocked out of you. You weren't expecting this. One day you have a healthy husband and the next 
the next minute, the next moment he's gone. And some people would just use that and say, I am broken and I get it. Mm. Right. Some people would use that and say, I am too broken to keep going. And then others would say, I have to keep going because of. Right. And it's, it's just these she are just kids. I don't know if she has children. She has stepdaughter, his daughter. OK, yeah, mm. that's just shout out to her and big hugs to her, too. Um, I just thought I'm like, wow. And even when I looked at that, I don't know if I would survive that. Mm. I'm not married. But if something happened to him today, I need a minute. Or two, right? right, right, right. <laughs> right? Sure. Like, I need some time. How do you make the first post of inspiration? How do you make the first post of getting back to business? Yeah. You know what I mean? When yeah. How do you do that? How do you even make the first move? Like, yeah. when things are going hard for you, what do you do to kind of snap out of it and say, okay, we're back to business as usual? We're back to business as usual. I remember when Solo had this episode last year, I had some sales calls on my calendar. And I personally shut everything down. I can't, I can't take the calls. Like I am emotionally unstable in this moment. Any call that I get on, I'm going to cry. And so that first day I couldn't take any calls when I realized he was stable and he would make it, you know, through the night, we were waiting on his surgery. Um, I took calls that next day, but I honestly, somebody's dog barked in the background. Mm. And I totally broke down. Like, I'm so sorry. I'm going to have to reschedule your call. And she's like, are you okay? And I tell her what happened. And she's like, no, no, no. I understand. And she actually talked me through it. And they ended up enrolling in my program. It was really cool. But, you know, how many things seem really major? Because in that moment, like if you're a pet parent, you know that your pet is like you're a child. Yeah. Right. You take care of them. They can't really make any decisions or do anything without you. And so I felt like I was losing an extension of my life. But it ended up not being it was obviously it was very major, but it ended up not being the worst thing that could happen. And we moved through it. What are the things that you're dealing with that aren't, you know, especially women like we go through relationship things and you know it. It's on your chest. It's on your shoulders. And you can't perform. You can't do anything. What are the things right now that are holding you back? Things that today seem like the worst thing that you could ever be experiencing in your life. You got to identify those things. And the answer to how you deal with them is to recognize that as long as you have life in your body, there is honestly nothing that can stop you. Doesn't matter what nothing because you still have to live. You still have to, you still have to live. You still have goals to accomplish. You still have to operate and reach your own standard of life, like a break, but to quit. mm -mm. And I think people got to understand that life is designed that way. There is no 100% every single day, happiness, joy. I don't care how much money you got. I don't like some, something is going to happen that, it's tough to get over. It's yeah. life. It's just, it just is what it is. You yeah. can't get around it. So I, I was, we went to uh, my mastermind in Puerto Rico and we were on this boat and I see the captain jump off the boat and, you know, he's like, he's just like kind of like going around because we're, we're all like, I don't know if I want to, we're going snorkeling. I'm like, I don't know. He's like, yo, he just runs off, jumps, boop, in the water. He's like, yeah, there are some jellyfish in there. Actually, my boy got stung by a jellyfish, but he didn't know it. He's just, 
oh, it was like red. So he's like, oh, cool. <laughs> so anyway, this guy, he's, I mean, he's jumping into, it's like where we're at, it's like 20, 30 feet of water. So he's just jumping in. He's an expert swimmer, right? He just understands the water. He's the captain of the boat. So we, uh, we get off and then we kind of like dock at this beach and then we're like, we're coming back or whatever. So we start talking about how, pe- I don't know how we got on it, but he's like, you know, sometimes the water can be dangerous because the current pulls you. Mm-hmm. And it's my assumption that the current pulls you underwater. I'm like, oh, the current, it like pulls you underwater because people die like mm-hmm. that. He said, no, the current doesn't pull you underwater. I said, are you sure? Only because I, I was pulled by the current one time. I almost lost my life. My mom like pushed somebody into the water to come save me because I couldn't, oh. I couldn't go. It was crazy. Anyway, so, but I felt like the, the current was pulling me underwater, but he said, no, no, no. Whichever way the wind is blowing, the current is going to take you that way, right? So it just, it just pulls you. It's like, like say this is the beach. Like you see the water crashing into the beach, mm-hmm. but it's like a circle. So the water coming this way and then the current pushes you out and it just takes you out into the middle of the sea. But he said, eventually what happens is as you, as like the current pulls you out to the middle of the water, eventually it opens up and it lets you go. It just stops pulling you. So he said, yo, the, the current's going to pull you. He said, nobody can swim against the current. I said, surely. I'm like, well, how do you do it? Because I'm like really in my head, like, all right, if I'm ever in life threatening situation. I want to know what you did. Like, do I go down and then swim that way? He said, no. He said, even I cannot swim against the current. I said, so what do you do? He said, "Um, you just got to let it take you. He said, yo, it's going to push you, push you, push you, but eventually it lets you out and you'll feel this, you'll stop feeling the tug of the water and then you just simply go around, come back on land, you just go around the current. And I said, that was the biggest entrepreneurial lesson that I've ever learned. And I started to think about, I've been thinking about it since that day. It's been like a week. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm like understanding how current pulls you. It pulls you and you cannot fight against it. I said, well, how do people like drown? He said, well, people don't drown because they're being pulled underwater. They drown because they're fighting against the current and they're fighting against something that you can't fight against. But they're fighting so hard and they panic and then eventually they get tired and they can't fight anymore and they drown. Mm. And he said, the way you get over that, you just have to let it take you and eventually it'll let you out. And I'm like, yo, that has been my entrepreneurial career. There's going to be some current pulling you. I don't know what it looks like for you. It's going to be someone's going to pass away in your family or you're going to lose your job or someone's going to steal all your money or, or something. It's going to pull you. But what I found out, what I found out is that eventually it lets you go. Eventually things get better. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. Right. We start fighting against things we can't fight against. And like, it, especially as like, as an entrepreneur, if business gets slow and you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. And like, you want to try to figure some things out, but sometimes you have to just be in it. Yeah. I didn't fight against COVID, like the things that were happening. I didn't fight against it. I'm like, oh, okay, we're in it. How can I move while we're in it? Or sometimes business gets slow and that's the current. It's like something happens in a business and things drop. Mm-hmm. My YouTube channel, it shot up and then it dropped. It dipped. I'm talking about like from 25,000 to like nine. 
and it dipped. But I didn't like start fighting. I'm like, yo, we just got to start putting out way more videos. Mm-hmm. I started taking classes. I started taking courses on YouTube. I started going to conferences on YouTube, understanding YouTube. And eventually it came down to these three things, your title, your, uh, your, um, your topic, your title, and your thumbnail. And I'm learning these things. Mm-hmm. And, but I'm, I'm in the current while things are bad. But this is my time to learn and grow and accept it. And maybe sometimes it's your systems. And you got to like, stop making sales for a second and say, okay, yeah. this is tough right now. Mm-hmm. But let me dig deep into the system. Let me just go where this thing is taking me. And what can I learn? Because ev- eventually, eventually, it will let you go. Things get better. That's, that's, that's crazy. But that really is entrepreneurship. And um, as you're sitting there telling this story, I'm visualizing like getting in the way of a current. In that moment, I think most people who don't have that professional training's first response is going to be to fight. Mm -hmm. Fight hard, fight hard, fight hard. But I'm also visualizing that person fighting so hard that they're losing their breath Mm -hmm. and they're becoming tired and they can't hold their breath for the 90 seconds that it might, like 90 seconds at that time underwater feels like an eternity. So for these entrepreneurs who are going through it in their business, you know, I, I'm hearing a lot, like I'm, I'm analyzing sales calls and I'm hearing people saying, hey, the numbers are just dropping, dropping, dropping. And it's happened to me before, right? Um, and you're right, you can't fight it. Like, I remember when I had nothing after I lost everything and I had to move back in with my mom, like around 2010, um, I moved back into my childhood home and my mom's bedroom was across from mine. And I remember her walking down the hall one day. I have no money. I have no job at this point. I'm looking for a job. We're in the middle of a recession at that time. People aren't really hiring. They're being very, very careful. And she walks past my room and I am laughing at something on TV. Like I'm hysterically laughing. What's up podcaster or soon to be podcaster. Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL baby, Atlanta, Georgia going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools. You don't have the tips. You don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. 
And you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you no, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal and she stops and with disgust and she's like what do you have to be happy about (laughs) dang mama yes She's like, what do you have to be happy about? Like, you're doing all this laughing. Shouldn't you be panicked? You're a mom. You don't have a job. You have this child that you have to provide for. School will be starting soon. Like, shouldn't you be? And I remember saying to her, like, what good is misery going to do me? Mm. What good is misery going to do you? How is that going to help me out of this situation? Like, I knew even then, even before I was personally developed formally, I knew even then that if we're going to get through this, this isn't the attitude that I want to have. Like, I need to approach this a different way. Like, I tapped into genuine inner joy a long time ago, like before money and everything else. Like, I knew that I was broke and I didn't have anything and I just lost everything. But I knew that as long as I had life, I'm going to figure it out. Like, I believe that strongly in my ability to figure it out. I am going to figure this out. So there was no reason for me to be depressed or unhappy and miserable. But I will never forget. She walked past and she's like, what do you have to be so happy about? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm breathing. I'm living. We're here. We're doing all this stuff. And you eventually, you know, find your way out. But I know that in the moment for most people, they don't see it that way. It's the worst case scenario. It's like that high school crush that starts dating somebody else. You feel like life is over. You're embarrassed to go back to school because you've told everybody that you like him or her. And then five weeks later, you meet somebody else and this person doesn't even exist to you anymore. It was never that serious, right? So without 
being condescending to the real issues that people go through. I'm talking specifically about entrepreneurship. Like there's always a way out, even if your way out is starting over. Yeah. Sometimes you got to replace the whole tire. Sometimes you got to replace the whole tire. Golly, this yeah. is a, this is a, a, a really, really uh, strong conversation. I know somebody's going through some things. And I think in, in, in my experience, fighting has not been like my initial response being to fight has never produced good fruit. It's always, I have to sit down and accept it. Now I'm not saying accept it for a, like a month or a year. It's like, let me just understand what's happening. But but I think the hard part, Donnie, is I think we know that. Like we got to start to understand and figure out what our steps are move, what our steps are moving forward. But how do you do that when your emotions are so strong and they're so like it's weighing so heavy on you? Mm-hmm. And it's not like you can kind of you can't start thinking of solutions right now. Mm-hmm. What do yeah. we do? So I know most recently for me, one of the habits that I've learned. One of the habits that I broke and that I'm sure will take me the rest of my life to break because the habit's only broken until you're triggered, right? Mm-hmm. Um, one of those things that I broke was responding immediately or reacting immediately. I recognize that in order for me to make really solid decisions, I don't want to talk about it with anybody. I don't want to talk about it to the person. I don't want to look in the back office. I just need some time to sit with the reality of what's happening, Right. So here's the reality of what's happening and how is that reality affecting me right now, right? So, you know, even in this 90-day journey, there were some things that I was going through that I didn't want to talk about it. Don't mention it. I don't want to talk about it. Let me just sit with it and really understand how this is impacting me, right? And then once I can identify how I'm being impacted, I have a little bit more control over how I move forward. Because when you react just sporadically and instantly, you didn't even give yourself time to feel what you needed to feel. You're just reacting to an emotion that hasn't even yet started to exist, right? So now I've just created this habit where I just sit and I need to think. And I realize that sometimes we're thinking through our processes too quickly. Like it's like, you and I, I, I can gossip to you about certain things in my life, right? About something that happened today. And tonight we meet for dinner and we're having a conversation about it. And it's like, well, I'll call you tomorrow and let you know how that worked out. Tomorrow isn't enough time. <laughs> it's just not enough time. I literally had to take a few months to like regroup and really get clear in one, recognizing immediately how this is impacting me. Then those areas where things are impacting me, what other areas in my life does that affect? And let's put a plan in place. How do I avoid falling into a negative mental space, right? How do I avoid my business going so far backwards? So for example, if this is your business and it feels like things are, you know, uh, going backwards really quickly, well, where are things going backwards? What's causing it? Like, just sit back for a second. Okay, things are going backwards. What exactly does that mean? Does that mean that sales are slow? Does that mean it's it's new sales that you're not generating, but you still have some recurring revenue that can hold the company? If so, it's a new sales problem and let's figure that out, right? Let's sit with that. Now, if we don't get new sales for the next 30, 60, 90 days, how strongly is that going to impact us? You might find that you have enough recurring revenue to really hold things down and you don't need to panic. You got time. 
to figure out new sales, right? Or it could be opposite. You don't have that time. How is this impacting? You may find that you have enough money in the bank to, again, not panic just yet and, and put it. But then it may be, yo, if I don't get this money by tomorrow, it's the situation. And then we've got a bigger problem. We got to start dissecting things differently. Oftentimes we're panicking about a circumstance without really identifying the problems that it causes and isolating those problems. It's like being in a relationship. You could have an issue with your significant other and say, every day you make me feel this way. (laughs) Is that really true? Or every time I do this, you respond this way. But if you really sit down and think about it, it's like, that's not true. It's how, number one, if it is every time, how often do we have this situation? Has this happened like twice where we disagree on food? And is that really a big deal? Or is this an everyday thing and it's something that we need to address? Do we need to change the whole tire? Or will a patch work right now, right? What, what, what do we need to do? So in that moment to answer your question, I think really just getting quiet not even talking to people who can help you in the moment because the help isn't what you need first. First, you need clarity. How is this affecting my life or my business? What areas of my life and business are being impacted? And then you may find the resources to say, okay, this is going to affect my marriage or this is going to affect my staff or now let's put, let's specifically go and find solutions for the marriage because I might go find a relationship coach when what I needed was a business coach or I might go find a business coach. And what I really, really needed was a sales coach, mm-hmm. right? Or a marketing coach, or it might be a sex issue. And I'm talking to a Christian business coach. He can't solve the sex problem for real. So maybe what we need is an intimacy coach. You got to mm-hmm. get really clear about the issue. All right. So let's definitely put it in, um, in, in action, like, steps. action steps. So one, if we're going through a really, really dark time, our first step is clarity. Clarity. Let's First get clear step. on where we are, mm-hmm. where we aren't, what mm-hmm. we have, what we don't have, and what we need. Mm-hmm. So I would say the second step is definitely find someone who understands the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so like people come to me for like when they're 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 in a real emotional state and they ask me questions, and I have no clue how to answer that. Because that's not, I'm not someone that can necessarily relate to heavy emotional issues. Yeah. And some people think because you're a coach, you can help them with everything and you can't. Uh-huh. You can't. I I can help entrepreneurs, right? But I I can't help I don't I don't know how to like console you. Yo, I've been in situations where it's one of my clients, I have like a one-on-one client relationship and they're going through a very sensitive topic. And they come to me, and all I know at this point is inspiration. How can I inspire you? But the conversation went really bad when I'm giving her strategy, and she's under emotion. Mm-hmm. It went bad. Yeah. Because now I'm insensitive. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that, was one of the, that was one of the biggest lessons that I learned, and I was like, yeah. I can't help. It's better for me when a, especially a woman, if a woman is going through an emotional state, now m- women and men, but especially women, it is best for me to get off the phone. 
Yeah, because you're going to deliver logic where she wants emotion. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill feedback. 100%. Mm-hmm. So step two is find someone who can help you. Mm-hmm. So number three would be what? So I think uh, I think even before that, step two is really isolating. Hold on. Can we back that camera out a little bit? Because when I slide over here, like I'm like all the way up. <laughs> and it's like a leaning. This, this episode's a leaner. This episode's you know I mean? a leaner. This episode's a leaner. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know if we said like to isolate the issue. I think that's the second step. Like understanding what the issue is and the reality of it and then isolate the issue because the problem always looks big when you're grouping it. Mm. For example, in your business, it could be one team member who is causing an issue. But when you talk to me about it, it's, ma'am, I got problems with my team, ma'am, my team, my team. No, it's not your team. It's just that person. Or in your relationship, again, it's everything he does or everything she does. Is it really everything? Isolate the issue. Isolate the issue. Then, number three, go and find a resource, whether that's a person, a book, a class. Find a resource that can help you find some solutions. And then I would say number four is to be consistent in that process. So identify a schedule in which you need some some reinforcement in that area. So, for example, if you are struggling in your business um, specifically and you know that talking to your business coach once a week is really what you need to get back on track, then don't choose a business coach that can only talk to you once a month. Mm-hmm. Right. So establishing some level of frequency and consistency that actually empowers you to get a result. Yeah. And, and probably not even not letting off of it when you feel like you're better. Oh, that's so important. That's, so sticking with it. So I think we're, that's number four or number five, um, sticking with it. So I'm glad that you said that because people start to see the light at the end of the tunnel. It starts to get better. The, the sales start to come back. The staff is starting to operate well. Sex is starting to happen. And then it's like, oh, we don't need that anymore. But that's so wrong. Mm. Whatever those basic things you were doing that worked to help you get the result that you were looking for, you got to keep that in some way. And this is a forever thing. This is a forever thing. And that's why church is still such a profitable, but also such a powerful business model because People who are believers, who are connected to some spiritual force, right? They understand that they need that on a regular basis. This is what launches them and catapults them through their life. And you'll notice, like, for me, it's spiritual development and personal development. If I stray away from it for too long, like, my life literally starts to to feel sucky. Yeah. And I know, like, I know when I'm not in the right space. I know when I haven't read a book or had a coaching call or something because I start talking crazy. I start getting lazy. You know, things that I said I'm going to do, it starts getting pushed back. Like, and then I can check myself. I know what my source is. So understanding what your source to your solution is, is really important and sticking with it. Don't be so audacious that you think that because things are going well right now, 
that you need to let go of the business coach, mm-hmm. let go of the relationship coach, stop reading the book, stop doing the, the meditation, stop praying. Because that's the first thing that we do. Oh, for Oh, we pray sure. frantically right. when we're going through the storm. Mm-hmm. But the moment is good. Like, yeah, I'm going to pray tonight. I'm going to come back home mm-hmm. and do that tonight. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if you help me sober up and get out of this situation, I'll never <laughs> drink again. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That do you ever night. feel guilty going to prayer? Like, man, I've been so long without talking to you. I'm so <laughs> like on my own without without church mm-hmm. like just your independent prayers that you're supposed to do mm-hmm. yeah I had that moment this morning uh, you know you know it's cool like in our in our church we got two prayer times so every day at nine and three pray every I day love it. so my, my alarm will go off and you'll probably see me like excuse myself mm-hmm. and then I'll just go pray and it's been it's been one of the biggest transfers for me because I could be going through something in the middle of the day and my alarm goes off. Mm. So how do you apply that same behavior to other areas of your life? You have to set a reminder. Like mm. It has to be on a schedule. So that's that schedule. establishing that pattern, uh, that frequency pattern and, and, and consistency. Yeah. So I think that was step five was step six. I should probably send a reminder. I should probably set a reminder on my phone at a certain time to text my wife. You should. And you should do it, like, at a couple of different times, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then Tuesday, Thursday. I would need to do it every day if I'm going to make it a habit and consistency. And I I believe she would appreciate that. For sure. Like, if she knows that every single day at 12.03, I'm getting a text message just checking on me from from my man, (laughs) that would make her day. And... Then what happens the moment that you forget? She's wondering what's going on. Why didn't I get my text? You come home, you don't mention the text. You don't realize you didn't send the text. She kind of got a little attitude. But you know what I would have to do? I would have to have turned the alarm off. Yeah, for sure. That's why... For me to miss it. That's why being committed to consistency, whatever that looks like for you, for most of us, I have to set an alarm. I have to set an alarm. Before, so during the pandemic, in 2020, you get it, you get so used to, we got so used to just kind of being in our own solitude. I realized there was a moment that I realized I wasn't talking to my mom as much as I needed to talk mm-hmm. to her. So I literally would set an alarm. Call your mom. Yeah. Just check on your mom. You know, I had an alarm set for my daughter because in the first part of the pandemic, she was still at school. Mm-hmm. And I'm used to a certain routine. So business had kind of changed. I would call her on the way to an in-person meeting that I had every day. That was like my thing. Well, that in-person meeting stopped. So I, I was forgetting to call her. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, set an alarm, call your daughter, call your daughter, call your daughter, because she's grown, right? Mm-hmm. Now I'm like telling her, set an alarm to call right. your mama. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but I, these are things that, if yeah. these are, to me, people will think, oh, that's doing too much. I literally had somebody tell me that. They came to me wanting to figure out how to get balance. And, you know, I explained my whole philosophy on balance and talked about priorities. And I'm like, you're literally going to have to sit down with a calendar Map out your day, plot it out, and put things on a on a on a uh, on a on an alarm. And so I would follow up with them, like, "Hey, do we have this alarm set up yet? Well, we don't need to move forward until we do." And then mm. they were finally honest, and he said, "I just feel like this is such a waste of time. Mm. <clears throat> it's such a waste of time. But these are things in areas that you're failing in. If these things are really important to you and they're critical to your happiness." or your role in somebody else's happiness, 
it is absolutely worth it for you to go ahead and set an alarm. Like, why not go ahead and just eliminate failure as an option? This was going to be my next step, and I just didn't know if it fit in a step. But um, do, like, after you went through the process, you've kind of sat with it, you isolate the situation, you found somebody that can help you. This is going to be big. You have to do the thing that the person is telling you to do, even if it's uncomfortable for you or you don't understand it. Uh If someone, yo, it's almost like if someone's, telling you to do something that you're comfortable with that might not be the right advice anyway. If someone's telling you to do something that you're comfortable with, that might not be the right advice because now you guys are just on the same page. To get out of a tough situation, for, for me, like in business, to get to the next level, it was always something that I didn't agree with. If I did agree with it, then that means I'm thinking like I'm, I'm I'm on the same level of thinking. You have to tell me to do something that's uncomfortable that I don't understand and I don't agree with. Because every time I went to the next level, there was some activity that I had to do that I didn't understand or I didn't agree with that got me to the next level. If I did agree with it and I did understand it, I'd probably do it already. Mm-hmm. Everything that I agree with is why I'm like I start doing, and that's why I w- I'm where I'm at, where I'm at. But you have so many, so many people that come to you for coaching and say, well, um, you tell them to do something. They're like, all right, I'm going to do it. But they don't do it to the full capacity. They edit your assignment to be comfortable for them. Do I have to do it every day? Yeah. You said post twice a day. Well, today I did once. I think once is good. I think once is cool I because I posted two and I didn't, I didn't get as much engagement on the two. So I'm just going to do one because I'm looking at my analytics. And I like, yo, you was just... You, oh, you're the expert now? You came to me for a reason. Yo, if every time a coach has told me to do something that I didn't agree with or is uncomfortable, I have a decision to make. Do I want to stay where I'm at or did I enlist this person's help for a reason? For sure. For sure. Even in our friendship, you've done that to me. Um, you kept telling me you got to get another car. David, I'm not getting another car. <laughs> you got to get another car. David, I'm not getting another car. I get another car. Then you tell me, yo, you got to invest in this coaching. How much? For sure not. <laughs> <laughs> For and sure it's, not. with you, the advice that you give gets more and more and more expensive. It went, it went from buying a car <laughs> to joining this coaching program to, yo, sis, you need to do this thing, but it's going to take at least $100,000. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, now you're talking about buying 60 doors with Terica. I'm like, the advice gets more, the, the investment, like your advice is always attached to a dollar figure for me. Except for the most recent thing that I've been telling you to do over and over. And, and I'm going to do. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. But and that's I'm, the answer you keep giving me. No, over, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, going, I'm, going, I'm going to do it. But, you know, that's one of those things that 
So I am really a, I am really a visionary, right? And for me, I don't jump. I don't have to understand the full picture, but I have to understand how it kind of makes sense for me, right? And I do get that it makes sense, but I kind of want to have, um, and it's probably outside of what I would ever tell my clients to do, right? Like you just jump off the porch, you jump in head first. I just have to see myself in it the way that I know. You know how you use discernment to know if something is for you or not? Mm-hmm. For me, I pray on things. And then once I can visualize myself in it, then it's a go. I can't just jump. Like, that's how I feel like I hear from God about certain opportunities. I have to see myself in it. Can I see me clearly in this space? That is my indication. And I think everybody has certain indications and I've seen it at this point. Now I just haven't done it Um, because once at the time that I saw it, we've been traveling. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I don't I don't miss too much, especially yo. I'm really good at this. I'm really good at seeing and picking. Very, I I see talent, and I just see like you do. Yeah, so you do. It's up. Yeah, We're getting and it's unco- it's uncomfortable, right? It it's, is uncomfortable. But you know, so th- what we're talking about is oh god, Donnie starting her own podcast. So I this is what I know for sure. She is such a relatable woman, powerful woman. The way she communicates ideas, I haven't seen many people with that ability. And she, and I'm almost like, we, we have the podcast together. She didn't want to do this, first off. <laughs> she didn't want to do it. I don't see how it's going to like make me money. We just say me and we just talk. And we just, <laughs> that's how she talks. Just, what even so, is you know, a podcast? <laughs> So, but like when she has, and it's just the way I see it in my head. If she, obviously the, the content we create is together. So you won't really say, Donnie, I love your podcast. And I'm standing next to her and they say, well, who's that? They wouldn't know me. So I know that if Donnie starts her own podcast, and this is like, this isn't in, in a Lou. In Lou? It's not in lieu of this podcast. It's just in addition to, which I understand what she's saying because now it's another uncomfortable commitment, Mm -hmm. right? She has to like create it, then figure out the creation, whatever. But I know once she has her standalone voice, and she has one now, but I'm talking about in terms of podcasting. She has her standalone voice and her standalone podcast and people can follow that and they just get... 20 minutes, 15 minutes, an hour, however long it's going to be, of Donnie's voice constantly. Her brand is going to explode. And then she's doing her own thing. I'm doing my own thing. When we come together and do a thing, it makes it 10 times bigger. So for me, in my mind, it was wrapping my head around doing it by myself. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, Because... We come, if we're being totally transparent, we never know what we're going to talk about and we play off of each other's conversation. And so I just imagine me being like, y'all, what's up? This is Donnie Wiggins and my podcast. And that's why I asked her to come to like an episode, a session. Don't do it. Don't do it. I asked her to come to a session where like, so what we do to like five minute Fridays and I just jump in the chair and I'll talk about something for five minutes. And I know she would excel at that. Well, See, or cut me off. If I give her a topic, 
And what I was about to say was, what I finally wrapped my head around mm. about two weeks ago was, like, I used to want to be a blogger when people would tell me all the time, you need a talk show, you need a talk show. But back in 2008, 2010, when Facebook came out, this wasn't a reality, mm. like creating your own True. space. So I would like type out these scenarios and go through my dating life and my business life and all kinds of stuff. And people were like, yo, you need a talk show. And I'm like, you're right. Who in what network is ever going to offer me a talk show, right? So I got so accustomed to writing out my thoughts in blogging format, especially on Facebook. It was long form and you can just type forever. And now we do kind of the same thing on Instagram. If you notice my Instagram posts, most of them tell stories. So I finally wrapped my head around, I take this same stuff that I talk about there and come and talk on camera. And I'm excited. And we're going to start it on September 1st. It's August. <laughs> I'm just joking. We are going to start it next week. We're, Joe, hold me to it. So I'm going to start Look my podcast excited they next are. week. Yes, 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 yes. So I need a name for it. Um, I have a name idea. It was attached to my brand when I was a blogger. And I'm like, I could just bring that back. No, 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 no. We're not well, doing well, anything I, just for women. Oh, I don't put it out there. Yeah, I don't want to put it out there because I need to trademark it. Um, but no, we're not doing anything just for women. Um, but I know, I know what it is. And it's going to be a podcast about business, about, um, being a human in business, like the human aspect of being in business, like things that women deal with things that I know that men deal with. I want to have guests on when we're talking about certain things, but, um, it's really just for people who give a crap about my opinion. My take on things. Interview, uh, interviews or just you? I want to do... I mean, we could try it. I think I would prefer to do interviews. Um, but until I really kind of get in the lane, you know, will you be my first guest? Yeah, of course. You can't you know be my first up? guest because it'll feel like social proof. Just this, yeah. But you know what? I'm, I'm, just because you have a guest doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be an interview. So I... And that's what I don't want. Yeah, I was on um I was on Mike Rashid's podcast, but it wasn't him interviewing me. It was this. It was a conversation. It was a conversation. 19 yeah. Keys does the same thing. It's a conversation, not necessarily an interview. So they yeah, just yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, know. I'm gonna start next week. So let's see. I am going to start next Thursday. Next Thursday. Next Thursday. That's good. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be so amazing. When she steps into it, I just I just see it so clearly. Like she's way better at this kind of stuff than I am. Like he's such a gasser. No, get I, you a friend like David Shans. He's I, such a gasser. <laughs> this is like truth. This is like <laughs> this is this is like true stuff. Like when when she started talking about it, when she said she's gonna have her own podcast, like what went through your mind? Like yo, that's it. Y'all think so? I mean, nobody says that about me. I was talking about my five minute Fridays where it's just me. It's like, oh, okay, fine. <laughs> but with Dottie's about to do her thing. Oh, I want to do a motivation Monday. I'm gonna not only am I gonna do a podcast, I'm gonna do a podcast and a motivation Monday. Yeah. That way you got Fridays covered. I got Mondays covered. Do it. Are the Mondays and Fridays sponsored by Social Proof? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Mondays and Fridays sponsored by Social Proof. Can I do those from home? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Why are y'all laughing over there? We get it set up, audio. They just be, I don't know. Why y'all laughing over there? Why y'all laughing over there, Mitty? 
<laughs> Anywho, um, you want to summarize? Are we finished with our points? We had like six that of them. That was good. No, I think it was helpful, yes. Helpful. Sometimes you just got to have the conversation, man. Let it go. Y'all have any mm-hmm. questions about what we talked any about questions? today? Y'all got a microphone over there? Yep. Use that mic. Use that mic if you don't mind. Somebody was taking notes. Like, I got questions. <laughs> okay, so Donnie, um, I got to juice myself. I'm Alexis Lawson of Omaha, Nebraska. I own Detox Over Lounge. And um, thank you for doing this, both you all. You mentioned But something- me more. You see what I'm saying? Because you said my name. <laughs> right, just- like, directly. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> oh, thank both of you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you mentioned triggers about uh, people taking you back to somewhere that can be detrimental to your future. Familiar patterns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you avoid them when you're in the moment, when it's brought to your attention? So, for example, you mentioned drinking. Someone say, hey, uh, let's go to this bar. How do you avoid them or get over them? She goes to the bar. I do. <laughs> I'm going to go to the bar. I'm getting lit. (laughs) No. So I have done some very intentional work to change how I would respond to certain things. So if you know that your response, let's let's say that is your issue, like, hey, let's go to the bar and your your answer needs to be no, then I would do some intentional work about specifically targeting learning how to say no. So I'm finding all the books, you know, when I'm put on the spot, how do I say no? When I'm feeling uncomfortable, how do I say no? Or if your response is, well, I want to go to the bar, but I want to be disciplined enough to go and have a cranberry juice. That's David. He'll hang out, but he's going to have juice, right? How do I go into an environment and still maintain my core values? I'm intentionally doing work about that kind of stuff. So, you know, if your issue is I need to be a better leader, I am intentionally studying leadership and how to be a better leader. I'm not just getting personal development that's making me feel good. It's targeted and very, very focalized on the area that I'm trying to be really, really developed in. Does that help? Yeah, that does. Okay. Anybody else? I think, question behind you. I'm Omaya. I was just wondering if you were ever going to bring your dog to like a taping or maybe Black Equity Equity Con and like... You want to like meet the dog? Yeah, because I've never seen that at a conference. I never see stylists at conferences either, but that's neither here nor there. But having a pet, because so many people have pet relationships, and to actually position him to be inspiration, a lot of people have pets because they have, um, you know, health issues or emotional um, issues, and they need that support of a dog or an animal like that. So I think that would be dope. It actually inspires me to want to get a puppy for my kids, but they don't even keep their rooms clean. But it's just <laughs> yeah, a great you know, story. What's, what's funny is I actually, I didn't think about it when I left the house, but I had been thinking in the weeks, like he's been heavily on my mind this moment. I had been thinking about bringing him to the podcast and I hate that I didn't, but I might bring him next week in the morning is a better time for him. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, Yo, you know what's crazy? You when think you... I have a dog that's peeing around the house? You think I got a dog <laughs> that's peeing around the house? Yeah, Yo, you know what's crazy? When she said that, I was thinking, yeah, for one, what you when you talked about your dog, that's a whole on stage fire presentation. For sure. Oh my gosh. And at the end, you actually bring him out because he came to my house and like you could you could see like he'll walk around and like, like bump into a wall mm-hmm. and he'll come to another and bump into the wall. Like if you bring he smelled that chicken though, he knew exactly he where to go. He knew what was happening. <laughs> Yo, but like after that presentation, you bring the dog on stage, solo would get a standing ovation. He would. Yeah. And he could probably hear it. 
Mm-hmm. He would. Yeah, I'll I'll bring him um probably next week. A morning time is better for him. Where's uh I'm sorry, just where is he gonna sit? Where's he gonna get? <laughs> In my lap. Roll time? He's gonna sit. Yeah, for sure. He's gonna sit right here. Be my little baby. Yep, right here. You think he'll David doesn't enjoy animals. I mean you think he'll scratch the couch though? <laughs> no, he won't scratch the couch. How do you know? Because I know. So I'll have him and just in case I'll put his little pad right here. Listen, first of all, I've been a pet mom now for, what, eight years, nine years. I got this <laughs> figured out. My house is spotless, honey. He scratches nothing. I don't see any dog here. But himself. Yeah. Oh, for first of all, I wouldn't have been concerned about what the vet did if he was a dog. That's not nice to say. Let me say, first of all, God blessed me with my, um, with my animal dog because he is well-behaved. He doesn't make messes unless he's sick. He doesn't shed and he's, he has manners, but he stands firm. He's, he stands his ground. Like if he's not feeling something or a person, he is not going to play with you. I don't know if it's a good idea there. So. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be moving around. And it's like kind of. Yeah, and then I can put them out there. Yeah, but right in the middle of the episode. If somebody like we slide them. Yeah. First of all, Dave, we got this. I love it. Thank you so much for that idea. Anybody else? Just a quick show and tell. Maybe not. No, he'll stay. <laughs> My name is Marnie. And um, Marnie. 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 Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like the entire episode was about resilience. Yes. So, what is something that helps you, that keeps you going because you just get better at hand. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Feeling hard. So how do you, how do you keep that, you know? Because, you know, we suffer loss. You suffer tragic times and throughout in your personal life. How does that affect, you know, you keep... Can I answer real quick? Mm-mm. She was looking directly at me. But the question went to us, though. Yeah, it, it was like a... I'm going to give you some shine because everybody... I no, appreciate... She clearly that. just asked you. She said, oh, no. <laughs> she said, <"Dottie." laughs> like, dang, okay. No, you know, I am so motivated about... I'm so motivated by the concept of maximizing my life. Like, I literally want my life to stand for something. So even I have moments where I can't move, I can't perform, I can't think. I just, I'm just stuck, right? And I don't really worry too hard in those moments. And I'm not too hard on myself in those moments because I know me and I know I'm going to snap out of it. But sometimes you really have to sit down and just take a, a moment. Um, but overall, I'm really just so motivated about maximizing my life and the life of 
the people who are connected to me that it's just not in my DNA. I think I, I thank my mom and dad and, and God for this. It's just not in my D- DNA to not keep going. Like it, I'm, it, I was built this way, truthfully. Mm. He has another, and he's thinking of his deep. She Go ahead care. and get deep. She don't care. No, um, and maybe this isn't even like the best answer, but I've, especially like from my, um, my su- subconscious minders, my manifestors, you know what I mean? Jesus. I, <laughs> I have accepted the fact that this is a part of life. Like, I'm not naive enough to think that everything has to go well. So when it doesn't, when something goes against what I feel, what, what I deem is like feeling good, I know I'm not going to trip because this is a part of it. The current is taking me. Eventually, I know it will let me out. Mm. Eventually. I've been through, like, I've been through so much, so many ups, downs, and I know, I know that it's unproductive to wallow in the sorrows. What did you say earlier? You said something like, um, you said something like, like not feeling good doesn't help or something like that. Yeah, being me being miserable doesn't help. What does being miserable? Feeling miserable just doesn't help. It doesn't. But that's not to say that we're not human and there aren't sure. some miserable moments. And I think it's very important to also, when I say isolate the issue, also isolate the time frame in which it's happening. Like, are you mm-hmm. just having a bad sales day? Or has sales for the month been bad? Or has sales for the last two years been bad? Because those all mean something different, right? Mm-hmm. What happened today that leads to bad sales or low sales? Also, this month of sales could just simply mean that this is this is seasonal for you. This is your time of the year. Uh, for example, like if you are in a beauty services industry, well, the months of June and July and maybe January could go down for you, right? Why? Because a lot of travel, people are traveling. What are women doing who are normally getting their fades or getting their presses and their weaves? They're getting braids. So if you are someone who presses natural hair, June, July, January may look not so great for you. And here you are ready to close your doors instead of isolating the issue and saying, you know what? Every year in June, every year in July, every year in January, this happens. I need to now just use that data and plan for it better next year, knowing that these are the three months that maybe I go a little harder on education. Maybe I do a tour demonstrating classes. Maybe I do something else to generate that income. Or maybe I take a break because I'm getting it the other nine months of the year. Yeah, I think that it's going to be nighttime for a good 11 hours every single day. but And it seems like a long time, but eventually the sun comes up. Like everything you've ever been through, you've gotten over it. Am I right? Like nothing's lasted your entire life. And I think once you know it, it's like, okay, this does hurt. It doesn't feel well. Like when my mom passed, it, it, it tore me up inside. Mm-hmm. But then I started to think about when my father passed and it never, ever feels good. But what helped me get over that is knowing that it won't hurt like this forever. Yeah. It won't hurt like this forever. So, but Donnie, we got to, we got to wrap up. We got to go because, um, we got a birthday to celebrate y'all. Today is Dre Day. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So, um, yeah. So actually, do me a favor. So actually right now, yes. when you're seeing this, it's her birthday. 
So send her, um, well, no, because I'll be putting her Instagram. Like, if you cash know her, app. You I can cash it? app Donnie Wiggins. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. <laughs> how would I do that? We're going to put Dre's cash app in the description of this video. Y'all, show her some love and send her a cash app. She's like pregnant. She's like glowing. Today is her birthday. We're about to go have a nice dinner. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find a cash app. Just send it to you and put Dre Day. Hold on a second. Hey, honey. Do you have a cash app? Say what? You have a cash app? You need to finish setting it up? Okay. Where you at? You make too much money when you don't have a cash huh? app set up. All right. I'll put it. Y'all send it to Donnie Wiggins and then just put Dre Day. No, because if she get thousands of dollars, I'm responsible for the taxes on that now. Not so. really. It's just cashing. <laughs> no, don't play with me. Oh, right, we got to go. She's here. Oh, so... Yeah, we'll put it in there. Don't mention that we're about to go to dinner. She has no idea. She's going to be here. She's here. She's outside. Yeah, right yeah don't mention that we're going anywhere. Okay. All right. All right. So, um, you guys, we love you. Thank you so much for, uh, please, please like, subscribe. Uh, we got to go because uh, we got to go. We got to go, y'all. It's been amazing. We'll see y'all the same time next week. We promise. Peace. COVID-19 moves fast. And now you can too. If you feel symptoms, even if they're mild, you should test fast test positive and at high risk for severe COVID-19, then act fast with authorized oral treatments that can be taken at home and must be taken within five days from when symptoms begin. COVID-19 moves fast. And now you can too by asking your healthcare provider if an oral treatment is right for you. Learn about a treatment option at treatcv19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer.